What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. How are you now? How are you now? How are the Montreal Canadiens now? I mean, I kind of expected them to win that game. I was not expecting them to go off with a 5-1 win over the Ottawa Senators. Hello and welcome to episode 62 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake and wow, what a game for the Montreal Canadiens. What a game. It started out... Uh, honestly, a little bit sleepy in the first period. I mean, I thought Ottawa was the better team in the first half of the first period, pretty much. Um, getting some pretty good chances. Jake Allen standing tall in net, uh, looking great. Uh, Habs, not brutal. Like I say that Ottawa was a better team for the first like 10 minutes of the period. It wasn't by a wide margin. It was, it was, it was a slim margin. I felt they looked better. But the Habs stayed in it, right? Didn't give anything up. Thanks, you know, again to Jake Allen quite a bit, but... At the same time, you know, they, they weren't terrible. And they end up striking first. Just over three minutes to go in the first period, Arturi Lekkonen gives a great pass to send Jake Evans in one-on-one. Little toe drag and a snipe from Jake Evans to the far side. Top corner makes it one nothing for the Montreal Canadiens. Of course, they couldn't hold it for the entire period. Uh, very late in the first, they give one up as well. Uh, so it was a late power play for the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Alexander Romanov loses his stick. Just a comedy of errors there. His stick got broken, I think, blocking a shot. And then now it's basically, you know, a five-on-three at that point because Romanov's stickless, and Josh Norris is wide open at the side of the net. Uh, puts it in, makes it 1-1. We go into the second period, though. Early in the second period, the Habs take over. Jake Evans uh, throws a lob pass, right? I think he was on the, the wrong side of the red line, so this... Dangerous play, because you never know if if you put a little bit too much mustard on it, next thing you know, it's an icing. But it doesn't go for icing. As a matter of fact, his lob pass finds Michael Pizzetta in the offensive zone. Beautiful feed by Pizzetta over to Paul Byron in the middle. He goes forehand and beats Gustafson, makes it 2-1 for the Montreal Canadiens. Not too long after that, great defensive play by Joel Edmondson. Absolutely fantastic at the defensive blue line. Sends Cole Caulfield in on a two-on-one, and Cole Caulfield, you know, when he goes in on a two-on-one, you want that man to keep, and he keeps, 
and he snipes also far side top cheese three to one for the Montreal Canadiens. Habs get sorry, Habs get a late power play as well of their own, similar to the uh, Senators in the first period, closing out the first uh, the second period rather on a power play. Joel Schooneman fires an absolute bomb of a clapper from the point, and Yoel Armia gets a piece of it on the way, deflects it through, makes it 4-1 to one for the Habs. Great second period. And the Habs, I felt, uh, through that period, became the, the better team in the game. Uh, continued that in the third period, and they cap it off in the third with just a beautiful goal from Brett Kulak. Nick Suzuki kind of circles back towards the boards, and he, Kulak's coming off the bench. So he comes flying in. Uh, trying to join his teammates in the offensive zone. Suzuki leaves it for him. He dangles through a little bit. I am pretty positive. I have a GIF up on my Twitter account if you want to go look at it that Cole Caulfield gets a touch on it because uh, Kulak lost it for a second and then it gets right back onto his stick. So I'm pretty sure that's going to get changed. But anyways, doesn't matter. Kulak gets into the slot. Roofs it himself as well. Another roof daddy. And makes it 5-1 to one for the Montreal Canadiens. And that is how the game would end. Uh, as of me recording this, the Kulak goal is still showing as being assisted by Nick Suzuki and Josh Anderson. I believe that is going to change. I don't know how long it's going to take them to change it. I'm surprised they haven't already changed it because I am pretty positive that Cole Caulfield got a stick on that puck and that would have been a two-point night for him then. Um, great game for him. Great game for him. I'm not going to give him player of the game this time though. 5-1 win, you know... I think Cole Caulfield had a great game. I think he was a, he'd be a good candidate, but I'm not going to give it to him. He's been getting plenty of them, and he'll probably get plenty more. Uh, there were there were a lot of candidates, honestly. Uh, Nick Suzuki would have been a good candidate. I thought he had a fantastic game. Jake Evans played a great game. Also would have been a great candidate. Uh, Paul Byron, great game. Michael Pizzetta, great game. Joel Edmondson, fantastic game. Joel Edmondson, I think, was the closest to getting the the, the nod here over my eventual choice. Um, my eventual choice is Jake Allen. I got to give that one to Jake Allen. Because when you look at that game, uh, you look at the statistics in terms of uh, j- just shots, right? The Senators had 30 shots. This game could have been closer, right? The Habs, the, I think they had the better scoring chances, more quality scoring chances. Scoring chances mostly coming in the slot, mostly coming from good shooters too. You know, you get a situation where Cole Caulfield's coming in on a 2-on-1, that is the Montreal Canadiens. They are generating much, much, much better scoring chances than they were under the previous regime. They look great. Now, that being said, the Ottawa Senators were still exploiting some of those holes on defense that have been problematic for the Montreal Canadiens, right? You look at that goal on, I mean, on the power play, I don't, you, you can't fault him whatsoever for that. Romanov had a broken stick. It was basically a 5-on-3. If you go to my Twitter account, I hate to keep plugging my Twitter, but, you know, what else am I going to do? i got to plug my own stuff, right? If you go to my Twitter account, you will see a couple of different gifts of some very excellent Jake Allen saves that he made on the night. I mean, Brady Kachuk in the third period got left all alone out front, completely by himself. He gets the puck, and then Jake Allen just stares him down and gloves it. And then to, to, make, it, to make matters even worse for Brady Kachuk, after he gloved it, Jake Allen kind of just, like, showed him the puck in his glove. It was like a very subtle, I think, showboating move directly in front of him. It was almost taunting him with the puck in his glove. Uh, I love it. Love that Jake Allen has come back and been able to play this well through two games. I thought he's been, he was fantastic the other night against the Stars, and I thought he was excellent in this game as well. 
I don't know what this means. Okay. Ken Hughes said that he doesn't want to trade any goaltenders or his exact words, I think, were that he doesn't have any plans to trade any of his goaltenders. Now, that could very well be gamesmanship, right? That could be him signaling to other GMs that, you know, if you want one of my goaltenders, you are going to have to pay up for them. It could also uh, just legitimately be what he's thinking, which is that he doesn't want to trade any of his goaltenders. So I don't know if we're going to see any goaltenders moving. I don't know if Jake Allen's going to be moved. I don't know if... I, I don't think Harry Price is going to be moved with, uh, with the amount of money that he commands. And I don't know if there's really a market for Samuel Montembeau. Um, there may have been at one point. I think he's had some good performances, but I, I just don't know if there's going to be a market for him or not. Uh, the Leafs could use a goalie. Who knows? Maybe they're willing to, to, to pony up. But I think if there's a most valuable piece for them in the net right now, it's Jake Allen on the trade market, that is. right. I still think that Carey Price is one of the best goaltenders in the world. I think when he's healthy, he's going to come back and he's going to be able to lead this team and he's going to be able to lead this team through the rebuild and hopefully to be competitive before his contract is up. That being said, he's not back right now, so I don't know. Is it better for the Habs to cash in on what value Jake Allen has? Is it? I, I, I don't see anything happening before Monday's deadline anyways, and there's one more game before that. So I would be surprised if he doesn't... Or no, there isn't another game before that. Our next game is Monday. What am I talking about? We got the Bruins on Monday night. So that'll be after the deadline. So I, I mean, I guess that could have been Jake Allen's last game in a Montreal Canadiens uniform. I just don't know. I mean, Kent Hughes, he's hard to read. We haven't really, we don't have a gigantic body of work from him to tell whether or not, you know, him saying, I don't have any plans to move one of my players. Uh, like we did with Marc Bergevin, he said, I have no plans to trade P.K. Subban. And then he traded P.K. Subban. So we learned very quickly, you know, don't trust anything that that guy says at face value because he could very well just be saying something for the sake of saying it. And he's going to go do the exact thing that he said he wasn't going to do. So I don't know. I have no idea. But if I were him, all of this to say, this is a big roundabout way for me to get to my opinion, which is I would probably trade him because I think there's a market. Um, I think he deserves the chance to be on a team where he can start, where he can really own that net. And I think, again, like I said before, Carey Price is going to be able to come back and lead this team. And I think they'll be able to be competitive before his contract is over. So I think you have to give him that opportunity. I think he's earned it. And I, I don't think you want to trade Carey Price and have to eat salary because you will have to eat salary. If you trade Carey Price, nobody is going to take on that entire contract. No contender can even afford to take on that entire contract. There's probably one team that might do it, and it would be Seattle. And even then, they might ask you to retain. And for me personally, I cannot, as a fan, swallow the idea of paying for Carey Price while he plays for another team. Because you just know he's going to do some ungodly stuff and drag that team to a Stanley Cup. And then you're going to sit there and go, man, we were paying, I don't know, 30% of that salary to watch him do that. We had $3 million on our books just to watch him win a cup with another team. That would kill me. I'd rather not see it. So again, my opinion, and it hurts me to say it because I really like Jake Allen. I think that they should try to capitalize on that value because I think there's going to be a market. And uh, he's, he's the best piece you've got on that front. So that's my opinion. Um, we'll see if uh, Kent Hughes ends up uh, having the same opinion as me.
A couple of parting thoughts before I end this one. Uh, Josh Brown threw an absolutely gutless hit on Michael Pizzetta in what in the third period. Um, straight head contact, and he even followed through with his arm afterwards like he was trying to punch Pizzetta in the face. I am going to be pissed if the NHL doesn't at least find him for that. That was a gutless hit. He's a piece of shit. And, um, yeah, he can fuck himself 100%. That's a dirty hit. Pizzetta was bent over well when he went in there. It's not like Pizzetta leaned into the hit. He was already bent over. He was, like, a bit off balance. And Josh Brown's just out there head hunting. I mean, that's that's gutless. You're already losing the game. Like, just lose gracefully. Zero need for you to go out there head hunting because you're a little baby and you can't handle a loss. And lastly, uh, I got I got I got to chat a little bit about Cole Caulfield, don't I? Again, I think he's going to get an assist when they when they fix that Kulak goal. If they fix that Kulak goal, they should. And then he'll have a two point game. I mean, the pace that he's on. Somebody tweeted this out earlier. The pace that he's on since Martin Saint Louis took over as coach would probably it would it would put him feasibly in the in the range of getting a hundred point season over eighty two games which is insane. This is a completely different player, right? Again, he was pretty damn close. I, I'd say he was in th- he was third behind Edmondson for the possibility of getting uh, my player of the game for this game. And, man, he, he's, he's a game-breaker now. He has turned into the game-breaker that we thought he was. When you look at that two-on-one, right? Like I said during the recap, when you have a two-on-one and Cole Caulfield's part of it, you want him keeping, you want him shooting. Right? If he doesn't have the puck, you want the other guy to pass. If he has the puck, you don't want him to pass. You know, Cole Caulfield two months ago, he's passing there. He's passing ten times out of ten there. Now, now that he's playing loose and he's he's uninhibited, he's not afraid of making mistakes, he's shooting. And guess what? It's going in. Thirteenth goal of the season. Thirteenth thirteenth goal of the season. Twelve of which have come since the coaching change. I mean, there is no better argument to keep Martin Saint-Louis as uh, the head coach of this team than what Cole Caulfield's doing right now. He's unbelievable. You know, again, he's not afraid of making mistakes. Just out there, playing freely, uh, you know, uninhibited, and it, it works. I love it. And then last but not least, um, I, I should say a little bit more about Joel Edmondson. Man, does he look good for somebody who wasn't playing all year. I mean, that play that he made to set up the two-on-one for Cole Caulfield was amazing. Comes all the way out near the defensive blue line. Makes a play. Turns the puck over and immediately makes the pass up the boards to Caulfield. Safe pass. Didn't try, didn't, uh, you know, he could have tried to go into the middle there. But no, he put it up the boards, put it in a safe spot where only Caulfield could go and get it and made sure that there was a two-on-one. He's out there, active stick constantly in the defensive zone. Um, Joel Edmondson is another guy. I mean, I don't know if there's any interest. There, there hasn't been even been any rumors that he's going to get traded. But he's one guy, I kind of want to see him stick around. I, I think I'd like to see him fulfill that contract, at least give him next year as well. Right? Let's find out if he can be part of this rebuild. You need bigger, you know, stay-at-home more type defensemen uh, in your roster. And he's that, and he, he, he makes really good defensive plays. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised at the reads that he's making when he's been out for the entire season. So, again, you know... <laughs> Here I go adding more people to my do not trade list, but you know, if, if the right offer came along, of course I would trade him. I'm just saying I, I might try to hold on to him because I'd, I'd like to see where it goes. Anyways, we are running, uh, we're going to cut it off. We're running, what? Oh, 15 minutes. 
So, uh, grosso arrib les employés de soutien. We are on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I'm on Twitter, at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I'd appreciate it very much. Thank you, as always, for listening. And, of course, à la prochaine.